This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Trump's tweets and speeches are irresistible newsmakers. How many days were the headlines filled with news about his map of Hurricane Doria headed for Alabama? But it's too easy to get distracted by what Trump says in tweets. It's what he does that's important. Distinguishing between them is the focus of a new column in The Nation. It has the wonderful title, Signal Noise, and it's written by Sasha Abramsky. He's the author of several books, including Inside Obama's Brain, The American Way of Poverty, and most recently, Jumping at Shadows, The Triumph of Fear and the End of the American Dream. Sasha, welcome back. Thank you, John. The major news organizations often do cover what Trump is actually doing, and yet, and yet what? And yet it gets lost in the noise. So, yes, when a major environmental regulation is rolled back or when yet another ghastly anti-immigrant measure is pushed forward, the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, pretty much all the big news organizations, maybe with the exception of Fox News, they do cover it. But then what happens is later that afternoon, Trump picks a fight with somebody on Twitter or he gratuitously insults an ally or says something needlessly provocative at a rally. And the media sort of stampedes in that direction because it's kind of compelling and in a sick sort of train wreck sort of way, it's sort of fun to watch. And so what happens is the really significant stuff gets buried amidst all the noise. And so the point of this new column is, to say, let's, let's actually focus on what matters. Does it matter or will it matter five or 10 years from now that Trump insulted this particular person in this particular tweet? Or will it matter more that this environment, environmental regulation is being rolled back and we're going to have a whole bunch more pollution as a consequence? So let's take uh, a recent example. Trump at that Republican event in Baltimore complained that energy-efficient light bulbs made him look orange. My response was, doesn't he look orange anyway? But you suggest that's not really what we should be focusing on this week. Yeah, I mean, look, when Trump says things that ridiculous, the temptation is to spend an awful lot of emotional and mental energy responding. So we get into this whole back and forth, you know, how absurd it is. Of course, the light bulbs don't make you look orange. You look orange for all kinds of other reasons. Or he says that windmills cause cancer. And we get into this whole, you know, brouhaha, do they really cause cancer? Well, the answer is, of course they don't. There's no, there's no scientific evidence behind what he says. But he's not saying it in order to increase our understanding of anything. He's saying it to distract us. So he puts all this stuff out there. We follow him. We get distracted by it. And meanwhile, the same week that he's talking about the orange color of his skin, they're opening up the Arctic Wildlife Refuge to oil drilling. They're opening up the Tongass Rainforest in Alaska to logging. They've just announced in the last few days that they're going to roll back California's anti-pollution waivers, which date all the way back to 1970. So in this week where we're distracted about the orangeness of Trump's skin color, some of the most appalling attacks on environmental regulations are underway. And these are attacks that are going to have consequences, not just in America and not just for a few years, but globally and for decades, because they're going to result in a whole bunch more carbon dioxide going up into the atmosphere. They're going to make it that much more difficult to control global warming. They're going to channel that much more profit 
to the oil industry and to other extractive industries. And these things matter. These things matter politically, they matter morally, they matter for what kind of a society and a community we are. And yet, because there is so much going on simultaneously, it's increasingly difficult to stay focused on the big picture. Well, Trump is obviously a master of getting himself into the headlines and into our heads pretty much every day of the week. Some people say this talent for distraction is a brilliant strategic move, that it's a self-conscious effort to take our eyes away from what's really important that he's been doing behind the scenes. Others say it's not part of a strategic plan. It's just his narcissism and egomania on display. So do you think we should give him credit for political genius or, or not? <laughs> I'm going to say yes to both, to everything. <laughs> uh, I think there's part of us, you know, partly there is a feral instinct at work that he has in a sort of very gutter kind of way, good political in instincts about how to seize the um, political conversation, how to, how to dictate what we're talking about at any moment. But I think part of it also is the sort of mindless narcissism. And this is a reality TV presidency. It's a presidency that's all about the headlines. It's all about whether or not he and his colleagues appear a lot on TV and in social media. And the consequences be damned. And so, you know, I think with the environment, for example, you know, partly there is this strategy in play to distract us while some really, really bad policies go in. And partly this is just who Trump is. Trump really, you know, may well believe he's a conspiracy theorist. He may well believe that windmills cause cancer. He may well believe that light bulb designers have made light bulbs deliberately to make him look bad on the TV cameras. Um, you know, but, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You know, we, we, we're going to spend years and years and years dealing with the fallout from the Trump presidency. And the least of the fallout we're going to have to deal with is the sort of dumbing down through the tweets. The much more significant fallout is the fact that regulatory structures are being dismantled and the fact that who we are as a country is being utterly reimagined through these concentration camps on the border. Let's talk about your column, your new column, Signal Noise, and how you're doing this right now. It's, it's, a, it's a big job to find out what's really going on in the government of the United States. It's hard work for an, an entire team of reporters. You are energetic and really good at this, but you're only one person. So how, how are you doing this? I mean, I mean this, this is a crowdsourced effort. So, you know, partly I read a lot. I read lots of different news sources. Partly I have a lot of sources in the world of immigration law, you know, people in the environmental movement, people in immigrant rights organizations, labor rights groups and so on, who are sending emails and tweets and direct messages my way and saying, hey, you know, heads up, this, this stuff's going down. But to be absolutely honest, you know, this column only works as a crowdsourced effort. So if you're listening to this interview and you're interested in the column, follow me on Twitter. They, my handle is Abramsky Sasha, and send me a note. If you think there's something interesting that should be paid attention to, let me know about it. And let's talk about right now, this week, if we try to turn away from the noise and find out what the signal is coming out of the Trump White House right now. What should we be paying attention to this week? The signal this week, the by far the biggest domestic story, 
is what's being done to California's emission standards. And this is going to result in one almighty legal fight. And Trump administration's betting that they can get it up to the Supreme Court before the 2020 election and that the Supreme Court will rule in their favor. And the consequences, if that happens, will last for generations because for 50 years, California has had this ability to basically push a large part of the country to adopt better fuel efficiency standards and better pollution standards. And if Trump's tactics on this work, we all become grubbier. We all become dirtier. And I don't mean metaphorically. I mean literally. We all are more vulnerable to living in smoggy cities. We're all more vulnerable to living in areas where we're more likely to get asthma. And all of this stuff has health consequences. It has environmental consequences. This should be a story that everybody in the country has a stake in. But we only have a stake in it if we're paying attention, if we know what's important, if we work out here's the, here's the signal and filter out all the noise. And what other areas do you think you'll be covering over the next weeks and months? Well, unfortunately, there's no shortage of vast changes that are kicking in. Um, I can give you a few examples. Since the Voting Rights Act was diluted over the last few years by Supreme Court ruling, nearly 1,700 polling places in poor neighborhoods have shut down. That's obviously going to have a huge impact as we get into election season. Higher education You know, there were all these moves afoot to make it easier for loan forgiveness for ex-students who go into public service jobs. All of that's being rolled back by Betsy DeVos's Department of Education. The Clean Water Act is under attack. Um, The Trump administration is siding with the states that are trying to have the entire Affordable Care Act declared unconstitutional by the court. And all of this stuff is the signal. And all of this stuff, you can bet your bottom dollar, will get blotted out by the noise, by the tweets, by the insults, by the soap opera spectacle of it all. Sasha Abramsky's new column twice a week is called Signal Noise. Read it at thenation.com. And you can subscribe to the Abramsky Report, a weekly subscription-based political column. You can find it online at theabramskyreport.com. Sasha, thanks for taking this up, and thanks for talking with us today. My pleasure. Thanks again, John. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.